podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are listening to the Cricket Corner podcast with me, Watsal Vora. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Cricket Corner podcast with me, Watsal Vora. For the first episode of 2024, I hope you have had a good start to the year. India certainly have. They've just secured a 3-0 victory over Afghanistan in a T20i series in home conditions. Fantastic batting display, some great bowling display. But today, we are here to preview arguably the most look forward to test series in recent memory, particularly in Indian conditions. And that is England's tour of India. England, led by Ben Stokes and Baz McCullum, are coming to India to play five test matches commencing in like five days time at the time of recording this podcast and it is surely going to be an absolute belter of a series the team that has been affectionately called passball not only by cricket fans and media alike but all over social media it's it's the home team india up against basketball everyone wants to see how basketball goes and plays in india many are considering this to be england's final frontier as far as the test match cricket is concerned they've had some great series wins in pakistan they played well against new zealand south africa came back from 2-0 down in the ashes and drew to also basketball and england's test side have done wonders recently but this is arguably their most difficult task and a lot will be dependent on the future of basketball a lot of that would be dependent on how they play against india on some very very iffy but difficult pitches we are going to talk about pitches in this podcast so stay tuned for that so yeah we are going to preview the series ahead of the first test match which will be played in hyderabad from the 25th of january So as I said there are five test matches in this series we start with the first test match in Hyderabad as I mentioned on the 25th of January after that the second test match is down south in Visakhapatnam from the 2nd Feb- 2nd of February the third test match there's a bit of gap there and the third test match will be played in Rajkot from the 15th of February the fourth test match in ranchi hometown of mahendra singh dhoni commencing from the 23rd february and the final test match will be played in arguably the most beautiful cricket ground in the world in dharamshala commencing from the 7th of march so let's assume that the final test match is played for all five days now that's a very very tough assumption to make because test matches in india usually don't last for all 5 days but let's say if it does then the then the tour of then the england's tour of india will be commencing from the 25th of january and they'll be playing cricket in india up until the 11th of march which is just a couple of weeks before the start of the indian premier league so a lot of cricket being played but it's just one series so i've divided this podcast into two separate sections in the first section we'll talk about england because there is a lot more things to talk about the visitors than the home side 
but in the second part of this episode we will talk about the in the indian test side what they have picked and their team composition and we'll end this episode by talking about the pitch so i hope you stay tuned till the very end make sure you are liking sharing and subscribing make sure give, you are giving me those five star ratings on spotify and apple podcast and without f- wasting any further time let's dive into team england and how they have and and what is their squad heading into the first test match later this week so england have named a relatively strong side with a few mixes and a few surprises here and there in typical basketball fashion <coughs> sorry so yeah here is how the england squad looks like ben stokes as captain so he is fit i'm not sure he's going to bowl but he's going to play after his surgery so ben stokes is in as captain ollie pope res- returns from him, his injury as well so he'll be the vice captain then they have the young spinner in the form of rehan ahmed the old and experienced 41 year old james anderson there's gus atkinson johnny besto shoaib bashir the young spinner harry brook zack crawley ben docket ben fox he's back tom hartley yet another young spinner the 24 year old from lancashire jack leach Oli Robinson, Joe Root and Mark Wood. So I think 80% of this England side is what you would expect from the test side over the past couple of years now I think a majority of the players have remained the same they barely changed the composition of their test side and we can see that by the likes of there's already Duckett, Crawley, Pope, Root, Stokes so that batting is something you can all expect to it to be and i think it's pretty much going to be the same heading into the first test match the main talking point about this england side is their spinners and their wicket keeping situation now let's be honest england are are a nation which is not renowned for their spin over the past two decades so let's say from the year 2000 england have have not had an out and out good spinner which is a world beater now yes england have had some decent spinners don't get me wrong likes of ashley giles graham swan there's monty panesar adil rashid played a few test matches didn't he moin ali great during the ashes but apart from this limited sample size england have never had a good spinner who can not only play well in the english conditions but also perform well in foreign conditions particularly in subcontinent like in like in india but they they are going to play with fire here and they have announced and they have picked up two young spinners completely unknown to the wider cricketing fraternity in the form of tom hartley and shoaib bashir Tom Hartley as i mentioned plays for Lancashire in the English County Championship. He's he's barely played around 20 first class matches if i'm not wrong and correct me if i'm wrong here but he's played around 20 first class matches. He's picked up around 40 wickets. He's 24 year old and he is apparently picked up for the first time in Test colors. Shoaib Bashir is yet another interesting one, a spinner younger than that of Tom Hartley. He's played just 6 first class matches for Somerset. He's just picked up 10 wickets with a with a staggering average of 66 or 67. So in the grand scheme of things, 
he is someone not even ready for international cricket because he's barely even had a good run in in first class cricket county championship but i think this is something that england under the captaincy of stokes and the coaching of brendan mccullum are known for they are not shy to take these bold decisions if they feel like a player is capable of performing in certain conditions they are not shying away from picking him and we have had this example a last year i guess in in the winter of 2022 when england traveled to pakistan to play those three test matches they went ahead and picked an unknown quantity in the form of rehan ahmed and he picked up five wickets on his debut now I'm sure Baz McCollum and Ben Stokes are expecting a similar situation to take place by picking Tom Hartley and Shoaib Bashir. And another reason why I've and I I personally feel like they've picked these two ahead of let's say someone like Liam Dawson or Liam Livingston or even Will Jacks is that these two are taller in height compared to the aforementioned spinners i think they are 6 foot 4 6 foot 3 if i am not wrong and tall spinners who can bowl quick through the air and get some turn is something england are relying upon in this series because england have themselves faced tall spinners in india in the form of jadeja and akshar patel last time when they were here back in 2021 and they were completely bamboozled by those spinners and particularly akshar patel who had who had his breakout series as far as test cricket is concerned so they are trying to replicate that in no sp- scope of imagination i am saying that tom hartley and shoaib bashir are at the at par as far as the quality is concerned compared to compared to akshar patel kuldeep yadav ashwin and jadeja i am not saying that in any stretch of imagination but i feel like england are trying to replicate what they had faced and i feel like tom hartley and shoaib bashir are someone who can give them that extra oomph in spin due to their height and the way they can throw the ball at an alarming rate because that is something england spinners have struggled in india likes of moin ali adil rashid great spinners but they are slow through the air and if you want to succeed in india you need spinners who can not only turn the ball and grip the ball but are also capable of bowling at a decent enough pace so that is something they have considered and see hartley and bashir do and i'm kind of expecting them to throw them into the mix if situation requires and i'm sure they are not going to shy away from testing these two young spinners it's basically a risk and reward strategy from england side if they work it's fine if they don't work then there will be there there's always jack leach there's rehan ahmed in there as well joe root can bowl a bit of spin harry brook is seen bowling spin in the nets because uh, i saw him bowling spin in one of the videos england are currently in abu dhabi for a pre series camp and i am i've seen footage of brook giving it a bit of spin and he has been quite vocal about being one of the main spinners in a way as far as <coughs> the england side is concerned but let's keep harry brook aside they still have uh, joe root joe root has picked up a five wicket haul in indian conditions so he can be a valuable asset as well but i think 
risk and reward they are basically here on internship both tom hartley and shoaib bashir if they work out well credit to england if they don't they already have good backup options so that is their spin situation another situation which is quite fascinating to me is england's wicket keeping situation earlier when i was jotting down the england squad you might have noticed that there are both johnny besto and ben folks in the squad for those of you who don't know ben folks was not included in the england squad which faced australia in the ashes last summer they instead went with johnny besto as a wicket keeping batsman and besto kept wickets for all five test matches now we all know johnny besto is a decent enough wicket keeper and uh, there is no doubt in that but in in that but the thing is when you come to the subcontinent and particularly in india you need a wicket keeper which is at the top of his game not only with the bat but more importantly with the gloves and yes johnny besto is a very good keeper i but he's not up there with the very best i think england's best wicket keeper is jos butler but after that it's probably someone like ben folks and not johnny besto we have seen besto struggle with the gloves during the initial stages of the ashes series and that might have costed england a few runs or a few wickets here and there so maybe the england management have had that in their mind and that is the reason why they've picked ben folks in the squad as well because in indian conditions you need a very good wicket keeper because of a couple of reasons because when you come to play test matches in india you are expected to bowl a lot of spin you can expect to play three spinners or two spinners and even if they regardless of the number of spinners you are playing you are expected to see a lot of spin overs a lot more spin overs compared to fast bowling overs and when you are a, when you are a wicket keeper and you are keeping right behind the stumps by behind the wickets you need reflexes you need someone who is good with catches good with reflexes good with stumpings and that is the reason why i think pen folks is in the team now yes pen we have already established the fact that pen folks is a better wicket keeper than johnny besto but the same cannot be said about pen folks as a batsman there is no doubt in my mind that johnny besto is a better batsman than pen folks and and if england want to implement their baseball strategy against india they they would want a batsman who is capable of scoring a runner ball 100 or a 70 of 80 deliveries 60 or 45 deliveries that is something you can expect from johnny besto but not from ben folk so that is another bit of confusion i'm sure the england management would be facing at the moment at the at the moment prior to the start of the first test match do you go with a better wicket keeper which will let which will make you pick a few more wickets while you are bowling or do you go with a better batsman and put johnny besto as a wicket keeper and hope for the best i i am still quite 
confused there is a third situation is that is that where you pick both ben fox and johnny besto in the team and pull out a specialist batsman make besto play as an out and out batsman don't give him the gloves but and give the gloves instead to ben fox so keeping all of these things in mind here is my probable playing 11 for england in the first test match at in hyderabad i think crowley and duckett are going to open there is no doubt in my mind england don't have a third opener so crowley and duckett regardless of their inexperience in in, in indian conditions i think they are bound to play all five test matches Oli Pope has returned so that would mean that he occupies that number 3 slot which England struggled in the Ashes they tried Harry Brook in there Joe Root in there eventually they landed upon Moin Ali to bat at number 3 during the Ashes but Moin Ali has retired for a second time so he is not there so Pope will slot right in there with uh, at number 3 then as Joe Root at 4 Harry Brook at 5 Ben Stokes at 6 one of best or folks at 7 then you have jack leach rayan ahmed jimmy anderson will play he's had a good record in indian conditions i think he's picked up like 34 wickets in 12 test matches he was excellent in 2021 being able to reverse swing the ball and bowl those beautiful off cutters he's he's back and there's obviously i think one of either ollie robinson or mark wood i am leaning more towards mark wood to be their second seamer but ollie robinson is very much capable of being that second seamer as well now we have seen traveling countries traveling teams pick three spinners in indian conditions i think australia did it in the border gavaskar trophy last year where they played todd murphy nathan lyon and matthew kunaman and went with just one fast bowling option in the form of uh, mitchell mitchell stark i guess but australia is a team that can do that because they had someone like cameron green who can give you those pace bowling options if required but again ben stokes is not going to bowl here so they are lacking one bowler in there do you still risk picking up just one seamer and going up with uh, three genuine spinners do you then remove one of ollie robinson or either mark wood and pick tom hartley or shoaib bashir I think England might consider doing that towards the latter stages of the series but I think personally in the first test match they would go with seven batsmen including one wicketkeeper two spinners and two fast bowlers and I think they'll trust Joe Root and Harry Brook to give them some spin options in uh, uh, apart from Jack Leach and Rehan Ahmed So that is the England side of things as I already mentioned that there is obviously a possibility where they leave out Ollie Pope and play both Besto and Fox but that would be a bit of injustice if you personally ask me as far as Ollie Pope is concerned not only he is their tried and tested number 3 he is also their vice captain so you don't want to do that with your vice captain so I feel like Besto might miss if I'm personal. If you have to personally ask me, I think Besto might miss the first test match. I think Crawley, Duckett, Pope, Root, Brooks, Stokes, Fox, Leach, Rayan Ahmed, Mark Wood, and James Anderson will be England's lineup for the first test match in Hyderabad, starting from the 25th of January. 
so that is the england side of things after a bit of break we'll talk about team india and how they could line up for the first test match and we'll obviously talk about those spinny doctored pitches as well so yeah stay tuned welcome back to the second half of this india versus england preview episode we talked about england in the first half of this podcast and now we are going to talk about team india the hosts how do they line up for the first test match but before that we will talk about who are included in the indian squad bear in mind this is the squad for only the first two test matches that is how bcci usually announce their squad they usually don't announce a ho- for home series at least they don't usually announce the full squad they break it down into two or three squads depending on player availability and injuries and stuff so here is the squad for the first two test matches rohit sharma returns as captain jaspreet bumrah as vice captain then you have ravichandran ashwin shikhar bharat shubman gill shreyas ayer ravindra jadeja yashasvi jaiswal dhruv jurel first time being picked in an indians squad Avesh Khan, Virat Kohli, Mukesh Kumar, Akshar Patel, KL Rahul, Mohammad Siraj and Kuldeep Yadav. Kuldeep Yadav back in the test setup after nearly 3 years as well. So personally if you ask me this is a squad that most Indian fans would have expected to be named. I guess someone like Mukesh Kumar or Avesh Khan could be a surprise pick but uh, the duo have done well in recent memory they have had a good tour of south africa as well so there's a reason why both of them are in the squad but uh, personally i don't expect either of those to start i think jaspreet bumrah and mohammad siraj are the two players who will be who the two spin, the two seamers who will play for india against england in the first test match at least <coughs> so if you have paid attention to that squad which i was rattling down just a moment ago india have only named five specialist batters and those are rohit sharma yashasvi jaiswal shubman gill virat kohli and shreyas ayer i'm not counting kl rahul as a specialist batsman because he is a wicket keeper as well when we are going to talk about india's wicket keeping situation in detail as well just like how we did a about England in in regards to Ben Fokes and Johnny Bairstow. Now, for me personally, I expect all five specialist batsmen to play. Rohit Sharma, Yashasvi Jaiswal to open. Shubman Gill is trying to become the successor, a long-term successor to Cheteshwar Pujara, so he'll be at number 3. Kohli will be at 4 and Shreyas Iyer will be at 5. Now at number 6, this is where we open a a new can of worms because who who is going to be your wicket keeper if you paid attention to the squad india have named three wicket keeping options they have kl rahul dhruv jurel and shikhar bharat now kl rahul has had a wonderful 2023 he played well in the world cup he scored a century in south africa in the first test match he kept wickets in south africa as well he's done well with the gloves not only in limited overs format but in test matches as well so based on those things 
it that's a no brainer that KL Rahul will be your specialist batsman and a wicket keeper playing at number 6 which will allow you to pick three spinners and two fast bowlers something india usually do when they play test cricket in home conditions but then if the wicket keeping situation was so easy then why have the bcci announced a squad which has three wicket keeping options does that mean that kl rahul is picked just as a specialist low lower middle order batsman and then they are expected to play someone like shrikar bharat or dhruv jurel as a wicket keeper now shrikar bharat has been with the indian setup over the past one year as far as the test side is concerned he played four test matches against australia in the border kavaskar series last year he was also part of the indian side which uh, which played australia in the world test championship final at the oval there are there are no complaints from my side as far as shikhar bharat is concerned as a wicket keeper i think shikhar bharat is a decent wicket keeper you can all agree that agree with that fact the thing i am concerned is shikhar bharat has not shown his potential with the bat now he has had a few cameos here and there he's played some knocks where he scored 25 35 runs but apart from that he's not been a standout player with the bat now when you are playing an important test series against a strong side in the form of england you want to have your batting lineup a little bit longer yes regardless of the wicket keeping situation india do have a very long batting lineup because all three of their spinners are genuine all-rounders in the form of akshar patel ravindra jadeja and ravichandran ashwin but you still need a very good wicket keeper now a bit of a bit of thought that arose in my mind is that if they are picking kl rahul as a genuine batter and then they are picking either dhruv jurel or shikhar bharat as a as a wicket keeper then are they picking one spinner less and going with seven batsmen and four bowlers or are they leaving someone like yashasvi jaiswal or maybe a maybe a shreyas ayer out of the squad to accommodate kl rahul as a as a specialist batsman and then pick either dhruv jurel or shrikar bharat i am not quite sure we have seen shubman gill open in test matches as well so if india decide to leave yashasvi jaiswal out you can expect gill to open the innings but yashasvi jaiswal has had a good start to his test career 100 in the west indies last year as well he played decently well in south africa so there's no point in him being dropped so me personally if you ask me i think it makes sense for team india to make kl rahul bat at number 6 with the gloves on because only then you could play three spinners in the form of akshar patel jadeja and ashwin and two fast bowlers in the form of bumrah and siraj because if you play seven seven batsmen and four bowlers and you still want to play three spinners then you could only play one of bumrah and siraj the pitches are going to turn but they're not going to turn that much that you are as a home side you play three spinners in a four 
four man bowling lineup that is not going to happen so for me personally i would go with rohit sharma yashasvi jaiswal shubman gill virat kohli shreyas ayer kl rahul then the three spinning spinning all rounders in the form of jadeja akshar patel and ravichandran ashwin and i will cap out the bowling by adding bumrah and siraj as the specialist seamers now this is considering the fact that the pitches are going to turn and this is a wonderful segue to talk about how the pitch will play out in this five match test series there has been a lot of chatter that it is going to turn india will create rank turners baseball is going to be lost in the webs of ashwin jadeja and akshar patel and then they are going to lose 5-0 that's the narrative circulating around social media now i'll get to my predictions towards the end of this podcast uh, but if you personally ask me there is a fine line between doctoring a pitch and making sure that the pitch plays to your advantage now don't don't come at me listen to what i am trying to say here india can have whatever kind of pitch they want because they are after all going to play on home conditions and home conditions is a legitimate advantage in cricket there is no denying that fact the problem arises when you try to doctor a pitch and make sure it turns a, a lot and that is where the opposition spinners come into play we saw that when australia toured india last year and in the third test match in indore which was one of the worst test pitches in recent memory and australia won that test match even though they are not renowned for their spin because the because the opposition the host team india had better spinners in the form of jadeja akshar patel and, uh, and ravichandran ashwin then how did australia with matthew kunaman todd murphy and nathan lyon win the test match and the and the answer is pretty easy here if you prepare a pitch which is going to turn from bo- from ball one and it's going to be a rank turner it it means that the opposition spinner regardless of their experience in those conditions or their skills they are always going to be a handful for the opposition players you want to create spinning wickets yes but you make sure you they are good spinning wickets which which are which allows a bowler to use his skills and his ability to flight the ball toss the ball up and get the spin out of a pitch you don't want a pitch where any tom dick and harry can come out there and bowl in goodish length and get the spin and trouble the batsman that is the reason why australia were able to win that third test match india should prepare pitches which suit them but they have to be sportingly good and not something which will allow the inexperience of jack leach rehan ahmed shoaib bashir and tom hartley to come out there and get wickets as i said there is a fine line between creating a pitch to your advantage and doctoring the wicket i hope india understands that fine line and stays on the correct side of things because if they do they are going to win this series by 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 ease because indian spinners are much better on home conditions they are probably the best but 
if the pitch is so bad that it allows inexperienced spinners to get the best out of it, that's where the problem will lie. Assuming India stay on the right side of things, create good healthy pitches which spin later in the latter stages of the test matches, I still think regardless of the conditions, India are the favourites and India... For me personally, I suspect England might win one test match, maybe two. I'm sitting here a bit on the fence here. I think England are going to lose this test match and India will win it 3-1. I think it's, it is it is not going to be 5-0. Penn Stokes and Bas McCullum have created a team of winners and they don't just bow down to the conditions regardless of where they play. They're going to come out there. They're going to fight and give it their best. And I see them at least winning one test match. One test match could be played out as a draw or the weather could be affected because they're playing down south in Vishakhapatnam and places like that. So let's say one of the test match is a draw or is being ruined by weather. I'll still go for a 3-1 India win. But me personally, I you know I'm a Indian fan, but I have a soft spot for Team England as well. So I would like to believe that England will not be embarrassed but you never know what's going to happen I want to enjoy some good cricket but yeah I think India are the favorites and they'll win 3-1 so yeah that is it I hope you enjoyed this preview episode ahead of the India versus England test series just to recap England are going to play five test matches in India commencing from the 25th of January where they play the first test match in Hyderabad. The second test match is at Vishakhapatnam from the 2nd of February. Third test match in Rajkot from the 15th of February. Fourth test match in Ranchi from the 23rd of February. And final test match in the beautiful Dharamshala starting from 7th of March right before the Indian Premier League. So Make sure you're letting me know what are your thoughts ahead of this massive test series. Make sure you're let, letting me know your predictions in the comment section below. Or you can even tweet me at Mr. Watsalvora or the Cricket Corner Podcast Twitter handle which is in the description box as well. For the time being, this is me Watsalvora signing off. Really looking forward to the test series. Stay tuned to the Cricket Corner Podcast and I'll see you next time pretty soon. Ciao for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.